just Hayden on the episode today. Tom is, well, Tom is very far away from me right now. I am here in a hotel room in Miami. I was invited to come and help the radio station that I do services for in exchange for monetary value. I came down here and helped them ran this, help, I helped them run the Super Bowl and it's been great so far. Well, no, okay, I I didn't run the Super Bowl. We set up a broadcast at Radio Row, Carpenter and Rothman. Maybe you've heard of those guys. And I've been helping, you know, just make sure the broadcast goes good, send it up for them, just the little comracks that we have here. Radio back in the day seemed so complicated. Seeing pictures of it, I just couldn't even imagine trying to set it up. All I have to do is bring this little box down like this this tiny box this tiny expensive box but i have to bring this tiny expensive box down plug in a couple mics turn the button on and then like bada bing bada boom we have like a radio broadcast so i've basically done zero work but at the same time just being there for the show the show host making sure that whatever they need i'm i'm just that dude i'm just that that um I'm just that pigeon that goes and gets whatever they want whenever they need it. If they need a water, if they need somebody to hold the door open for them, to help these guys perform their absolute best radio work. That's what I'm here for at the Super Bowl. And it is a wild event. It's at the Miami Convention Center. Beautiful building. Nice big building, obviously. I'll tell you what. I did not know what I was getting into when I was go- when I heard I was going to Radio Row. There are probably like at least like a hundred plus easily radio stations from all over the country that are set up on both sides of this big gigantic room. And then in the middle are all these the giant TV sets like you got you got Fox Sports, CBS, NBC, ESPN. Like there's just everybody that is anybody in sports media is here and it's just absolutely insane i mean i have no business being in the same building as some of these guys but yet here i am they invited me down here uh i have seen nfl athletes current and former just all over the place like it's been insane yesterday thursday i'm recording this on friday night thursday was the peak day i mean i saw we were just walking in we saw christian mccaffrey uh, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. I mean, just the list goes on and on of just these ballers that, like, I just... I mean, it's not even like I'm seeing them in, like, a fandom environment where, like, people are rushing to take pictures of them. I'm seeing them, like, in a work environment. Like, they're showing up there. Nobody's making a big deal about it. Like, they are just show up there, and then they just work. And there's just been other people here that, like have nothing to do with with the NFL but are still here at Radio Row you know going around table to table 
and it's a really good it's a really good thing i mean these radio stations come they set up and it's perfect for these athletes to come that have sponsors and they go around radio station to radio station doing these interviews talking about you know the season talking about the future for their like career you know just generic like interview questions that you'd get to interview a player and that's awesome that the listeners get to hear that and then you know for like a 30 seconds to a minute they get to plug whatever their sponsor so it's like a really good deal i mean it's a really good exchanging of service and we've had all kinds of guests no current players but just go check out the list of guys that we had on carpenter and rothman uh fan page and then 97 won the fan on twitter just the list of just super bowl champions is it's absurd i mean guys like william floyd uh charles haley jaws i mean just it's the list goes on of just if you are really into nfl history you will love the list of guys that we have had on air and then if you're not in the nfl i mean if you just like dope broadcasters we had a uh kevin harlan on today that was that was an awesome interview i mean he's the voice of college basketball on radio and um he's calling the super bowl on radio so you'll love to see that no more schmoozing around i just would love to see if we could get to a hockey something kind of like that one time i mean the event was so crazy i was just walking in you know i went to a bathroom break i went to a bathroom during our break and i'm just walking back and like you know, there's there's literally media people all over, and I'm seeing all kinds of clothes that people wearing all kinds of nice clothes. Well, I noticed out of the corner of my eye, like like kind of like five feet in front of me in my peripherals, so I'm like, oh, that guy's got a nice shirt. I look up, and it's just just Baker. Like, there's just Baker getting ready, like you know, walking into the room, sitting down, getting ready to do an interview. Ba- Baker's the guy wearing the nice shirt, and I'm just like, I'm just like, wow, like, holy balls like that's that's baker mayfield he's just right there in front of me like i don't know it's just it's just weird i mean i'm in front of athletes you know i've been lucky enough to get to be in the blue jackets locker room and get to interview some of the players and that's been a really cool experience but there's just something about it just reaches a new level when it's the nfl it's it's the most popular league in the united states it's just it's it's a different it's just different when you see that athlete for the first time or just anybody that you recognize on tv or twitter or the internet like you know wherever you recognize them from it's just different when you see them in per person it's just like oh like wow this is weird like i've seen your face on tv a thousand times but like here you are you're like in front of me it's just it's just weird like i wasn't like fangirling i mean i was fangirling obviously like baker even though I'm I'm a Lions fan and I think Browns fans are incredibly ignorant and a lot of them are just rude to Lions fans for no reason. The Lions literally, if you look at history, the Lions have absolutely like owned owned the Cleveland Browns. Like at like it's not even funny. It like the Cleveland Browns, whenever they play the Lions, they just get dummy. That's just a fact. So your team literally has no team to talk trash to. There's not a single team in the NFL you can talk trash to because the Lions can't talk trash to anybody. But if there was one team the Lions could could talk Wiganbin to, excuse me, if there's one team the Lions could talk trash to, it would be the Browns. But the Lions just choose not to do that because the Lions fans recognize that's pathetic because they're on the same level. But absolutely no way in hell can the Browns fans talk crap to Lions fans. 
at least the Lions have been in the play, like at least, at the very least in this millennia, uh, the Lions have been in the playoffs. Your team has not even done that. I don't know. I mean, I just, I like Cleveland. To be honest, they're my second favorite team. They've, I've, I've always, and I don't want the one few fans that really talk trash to the Lions be the representatives of the few, like, really good friends that I have that are Browns fans. But, you know, I mean, I just don't feel bad for you when your team sucks because you guys are just, you guys, some of you guys are just so mean. But anyway, I like Baker. He, he I, he seems like a hardworking guy. He's a guy that, uh, well, one, you know, just a really cool story with him being a walk-on and whatever. We can save the NFL opinions for later. Obviously, you guys can tell that I am in, like, NFL mode. I'm, like, in football mode again. I I was going to let this week kind of be, like, what the fall was like, where I'm just so busy with football and just so wrapped up in what's going on with Ohio State, but in this case, in the Super Bowl, that I just don't really, like have the time or energy to put out an episode but i'm gonna do it anyway uh tom's far off he's like i said he's back in ohio and i'm here in miami so i i mean it's it's tough we have the equipment to very much conjoin our voices together but that that would take work and what's the point of working if you can just slack off and just explain to people why you're slacking off i mean you guys seem to like that crap anyway so um, yeah, so here we go. So here's the episode. I, I also just want to start off and apologize for us not tweeting out last episode. If you guys remember, last episode was recorded on a sun well, on like Sunday afternoon. Last Sunday afternoon, literally right when we got done recording, Tommy and I, we drove it in the car from the station and I dropped Tommy off and I was on my way home. And we got the news about Kobe Bryant. And that day was so eerie because the whole ride home, Tommy and I talked about how scary, like an, an accident that Tommy got in recently in his life that he he was in a near-death experience because he had ran into some bad weather as he was driving up 71 and... He almost lost his life due to a lack of caution on the driver's part. So we had that we had that conversation for like uh, the whole twenty minute ride back from the station, where we record our podcast now, to dropping him off, and then we just got the news that like, you know, we were talking about how precious life is and everything, and then we just got the news that like Kobe Bryant dies, and that was just a really weird day, and it just didn't seem appropriate for for me to tweet out like. Hey, here's our episode about hockey, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, an, I, you guys have heard the opinions of people that, you know, knew him, uh, you know, that were close to him, and you've heard opinions from almost every other person on this planet by now, but I'll just say mine and just say that Kobe was a guy that, for a guy like me that didn't, like, didn't follow the NBA too closely. He was that player that when he was playing in a game on primetime TV or late at night during a weekday, like if if he happened to be on TV, like I'm staying around to watch him play because he's that good at basketball. He's that here like sports heroes 
they get they get that name because they're just untouchable like heroes in movies they always come out on top right like they always do that miraculous thing that gets them to you know the pinnacle of success or to get them to achieve whatever mission they're on kobe was that guy in games like there was nothing going to stop him from getting the bucket and like obviously like he didn't win every game he played in it's not how basketball works but every game he played in he was unstoppable in some way shape or form and just the story of his life after like the the path the trajectory that he was on after he retired from basketball from being known as that dad that was airtight with his daughters and was there supporting women's basketball and and women rising up in the world and living through his daughters was just it was awesome and these stories about him helping people that you know that those stories of him sending videos to 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 kids that uh you know were were nervous about making their their basketball team like he would send these videos to kids like encouraging them these people that reached out to him he would give money to people that he heard were were having some tough times financially there's that video of of him you know being a little bit involved in that car accident and walking around to check and see if people were okay like just just all these all these things surrounding him leading up to his death and it really seemed like he was in a really good place in life and to where he had been able to recognize his platform and turn it into something really good and to build his life around being a really good man and it's it's really really sad to see him go like it's not only because of his success on the basketball court but what he did after he retired with his life and with the resources that he had to help others and to be a good father and to love his wife the way that he did. It's just, it, it's sad. It, it really is. It's, it's a really sad story. Uh, a tragic one too. And of course you think about the lives of the other people on board. I mean, the lives of the other families that, you know, weren't as highlighted Obviously, because, you know, Kobe Bryant was just that dude. Kobe Bryant is amongst the three, in my eyes, just like goats of basketball. I mean, there's Michael Jordan, there's Kobe Bryant, and there's LeBron James. And it's just funny. It's just funny how we just sit here as sports fans and we're in a constant debate. Well, MJ had six rings and nobody nobody beat him in the finals and Kobe had five rings and he was all this and all that and LeBron LeBron has two different titles with two different teams and he brought Cleveland a championship and none of that comes to debate anymore like when when these guys pass away uh like at the end of the day there's it's bigger than basketball you know their lives are bigger than basketball their legacies are bigger than basketball and I think if there's one thing we learned, it's that, you know, all that goat talk really doesn't matter. And, you know, sports, ultimately, they, they just really don't matter. Uh, it's our lives that matter. It's how you treat people that matters. Because, you know, the way that you treat people, that's how you will be remembered. And that's how Kobe Bryant has been remembered as a guy that in his post-basketball career, uh, when 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 he was away from the competitive mindset, when he was away from the uh, basketball lifestyle of of practicing every day, when he was a guy with with the resources to help people, he he spent those wisely. So those are just those are just the words to say on him. Obviously, you guys have heard a ton of that by now. 
So that's why we didn't post the last episode on Twitter. You guys still went and listened to it, so that's encouraging. I mean, it's the hockey season. The Jackets were off anyway. Obviously, we're a big Jackets fan, so... All right, let's just let's move on from that. No, no really easy transition from that. Let's go into uh, some of these games tonight. Uh, Ovechkin passes Mark Messier for eighth on the NHL goals list in his goal goals for the Capitals. He gets two goals tonight, number six hundred ninety four and goal number six hundred ninety five. Like I said, that puts him eighth on the list for all time list in goals. Again, he's chasing that Alex Ovechkin number. He's gonna have to really climb up there, but at the rate that he's doing it, man, he's 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 moving. Uh, the Capitals won five to three tonight against the Senators, and uh, you know he's just one of those. Ovi is another one of those guys that just he's a selfless guy. He says, "You can see how my line mates and my whole team played tonight. Every time they had a chance to find me out there, they try to do it. Obviously, I had plenty of chances today to score more, but I'll take two and move forward." Yeah, I'll take two NHL goals too any night, buddy. Uh. Um, when it's close to seven hundred goals, of course you're going to try to finish as quick as you can. But yeah, I just try to think not to think about it too much and try to do my best out there. Ovi has played one thousand one hundred thirty-five games. Messier scored six hundred ninety-four goals in about 600 more games than what Ovias played. 25 seasons Mark Messier played in. Uh, I think Ovechkin's in, what, his 15th? Something like that, 15th season now, and he is, in 10 less seasons, he has tied Mark Messier's record. That is just, I mean, the rate that this guy is scoring at is, it's up there, man. I mean, it's it really is up there with the rate that a guy like... I mean, it's just so weird because Wayne Gretzky played in a completely different era. So it's not even really comparable. But, I mean, that's the guy that he's chasing. He's chasing after Wayne Gretzky. And there was a time in his career where people were starting to bring it up and it was kind of shut out. But the thing is, is, is Ovi's one of those guys that just hasn't slowed down. And I think at this point, Ovi doesn't have any haters. I mean, even the Pittsburgh fans, like, who really hates this guy? Like, they want to see him keep climbing because at the end of the day, we can sit back and say, Ovi was a guy that we watched at his prime, and he was lights out. He Nobody was stopping him from scoring. He may not have won every game, but he was always playing his part to get a goal. And, yeah, boom, bada bing, bada boom, here he is a top right up there with Pasternak this year in uh, the most goals scored. So uh, possibly going for another rocket Richard. We'll see. Um, he's like an eight time winner. So not a big deal of that one. Uh, let's keep pushing on here. Thomas hurdle out for the season for the sharks because of a knee injury. You hate to see it. The man will have surgery on Monday to repair his ACL and MCL. I mean, this dude's leg got destroyed. The poor guy. I mean, just, I I, I do want to say, poor San Jose Sharks fans. I mean, you lose, I mean, first of all, you get as close to the cup as you could get three years ago, and then you just get beat in six games to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, You know, that's tough. That's a tough one to swallow. You get to the Western Conference Finies last year, 
and you get uh, you get beat by the Blues, and the Blues go on to win a Stanley Cup. You kind of think in your head, if you would have gone on to play the Bruins, you wonder what you could have done. But and then here you are, a team that is absolutely buried in the standings. Uh, you got done chained by me early on in the year. They're just they're a team that's paying Eric Carlson the most amount of money, that more money than any defenseman's getting paid. And you really have a good blue line. You have a good starting front. And then your center, Logan Couture, goes down. And now that was your first All-Star. And then the guy that would next be the All-Star is Thomas Hurdle, and he goes down. I mean, I know I done chained them, but their season's seriously done. Like, that's it. That's it for the Sharks. You can completely write them off. It's it's a no for. They're they're not making the postseason. It's it's officially O Fish. They are done. They are sitting at seventh in the wild card standings. Absolutely toast. Um ten game or ten points out of uh out of the WC two spot to Arizona. They're not catching that up. I mean, they're gonna have to seriously rip through the rest of their schedule and I don't know how they can do it without Couture and Thomas Hurdle. Thomas Hurdle, by the way, has been a productive guy for him. I mean, the dude has 36 points this year, 16 goals and 20 and 20 assists. Um, yeah, he was named an all-star as a replacement for Logan Couture. Uh, Logan Couture is the Ford captain who is out with a fractured ankle. So you got two guys who got just busted lower bodies. Uh, you hate to see that. You wonder how long that's going to play out. And, you know, it's one of those things where... The, the San Jose Sharks don't have a they don't have a chance of getting a lottery pick because they traded away uh for Eric Carlson. So that's not like they're tanking for a pick this year. You absolutely hate to see that one, but that's just the reality of your situation, San Jose. You had a bad year. And, you know, you're a team that went all in on this roster that you have, and you're not even gonna make the postseason this year, man. I mean, that's tough. That's tough. And that it just this is a season that they're having that you go back to last year when they played in the Western Conference Finals you go back to two years ago when they played the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Stanley Cup Finals and you say that was your those were your moments right there those were your moments to break through and they just they just haven't done it uh continuing on in some more news Seattle expansion says the nickname announcement was was not what was supposed to happen so if you guys didn't see it I saw this from a Russian link on Twitter Anytime, anytime I see Russian news leaking some sort of information, un- unless it is like a Russian player involved, I just put it to the wayside. I'm like, okay, that's just that's just toast my ghost. That's just not real. Well, yeah. So this basically this Russian t- uh, tweet like said Seattle to be named the Kraken, and like I've been making jokes to Seattle. I'm like, when are you gonna name your team? When are you gonna name your team? When are you gonna name your team? Why you you keep tweeting about how you want to have an all-star game when you don't even have a team name yet? All this crap that Seattle has. Uh, well, apparently apparently they do have a team name, and it's that's the Seattle Kraken. Um, even though Seattle has not came out and denied that this is their team name, they've only came out and said that they're continuing to figure out the great name for their city. Uh... I don't know, like, what that means. Like, they they, tw- they tweeted this obscure tweet. Like, they tweeted this kind of, like, ha-ha, funny playing off. Like, they said, while we're aware of some of the fishy rumors surrounding our team name, 
please rest assured we're doing our due diligence by scoring, scouring, maybe it's scouring the depths of the ocean, the tallest mountains, the densest parts of the forest to find the right name for our great green city. Uh, okay, we get it, Seattle, you smoke weed. Uh, you didn't have to just tag that at the end of your tweet, but you did. Um, no, all jokes aside, I think that basically means that we have the Seattle Kraken. I, I, the only reason I say that is because I feel like Seattle would not have drawn attention to this rumor if it was false. Like, I think they would have just let it play off. I mean, it only got, like, a couple thousand likes. Like, that's not like, that's not like a ton when you talk about the name of an, like, that, that just feels like something that could have just been, like, blown off. Like, it wouldn't have gotten to the main, uh, like, mainstream media lines. Like, I just, I just feel like if you didn't want it to be true, like, you wouldn't have pasted that on your page saying, oh, yeah, there's a rumor out there. Like, I feel like if it wasn't true, you just wouldn't have paid any attention to it. But who knows? I mean, obviously, Seattle, they... I think I think they they saw it and it made them feel, something made them feel like they had to go tweet it out. Maybe they, I don't know. I don't know at this point. I mean, yeah, it's it's a very weird situation. I think if one thing is for sure, this makes me think that the rumor is true, because like I said, if the rumor wasn't true, then they wouldn't have put any attention to this. Uh, they're supposed to be playing in the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season. I'm uh. So that's that's not this upcoming year. That's that's this next year. That's the next year after that. So I thought that they were going to be playing in the 2020 to 2021 season. Obviously, that just, you know, shoved that right in my face. They're going to be playing in the 21 to 22 season. So, yeah, we, we I if I had to imagine this summer sometime after the Stanley Cup finals, we will get an official team name for the Seattle Kraken, which is probably what they're going to be called at this point, unless they completely change things around, which I guess they still got a boss time time to do. It's not like they have to reveal a team name anytime soon. I just would think you'd want to, to get some promotions going and whatnot. But hey, I clearly do not have the ability or the smarts to work as a owner or slash general manager in an NHL front office. I just sit here looking at my little Google Docs page and the weather app, checking to see if the right weather is going to hit tomorrow morning for me to play golf in Florida. I can barely figure that out, um, but I'm here. I'm here talking about this, and I can, can can confirm that Seattle is going to beat the Kraken. That is my opinion based off that tweet, even though it came from a Russian Twitter account. Like, a Russian Twitter account tweeted it out, and even though I would have just blown it off, I, I think Seattle would have blown it off too if it was fake, but they must have it, it must actually be real. So credit to Russia. I mean Russia wins. Russia's the big winner in this. I just want to say it. Russia having a good day. I mean Russia's having a very good episode. I mean the OV gets to eighth in the the all time goals leader and they break the news for the Seattle hockey team. Um what is the What's the strait that the Russians walked across to get to America up there in Alaska? The Georgian Strait? Something like that? Well, I mean, obviously it must be pretty frozen up there because they walked across to steal the information from Seattle. And then they just walked right back and then they just tweeted it out. So uh, there you go. Uh, Native Americans, they came from Russia. You heard it here first. 
The Blue Jackets, they play Buffalo tomorrow. They've been gone for a week. Uh, It's been sucky. The last time they played was uh, Wednesday. And they got a dub against the, it was the J-E-T-S, Jets. Um, uh, And now they here they are. They're on a six-game winning streak. They played the Buffalo Sabres at 1 p.m. If by the time you're listening to this, they play today. I want to keep in mind that Buffalo did get their starting goaltender, Olmark. He's hurt. He's out for three to four weeks. So we are getting Hutton. We are getting full Hutton action. Who I mean, both these goalies have played about the same. It's it's one of those things where I'm I'm really looking forward to see how the Blue Jackets come out, uh, come off, come out, come out, come off out of their break. Buffalo, this team this year is you know they were nine two and two in October. They were off to a red hot hot start. They were off to a red hot start last year. They ended up being big time cheeks. I don't know if this Buffalo team is going to be big time cheeks tomorrow. Uh, I would like I, if the Jacks come out and win this game. I'll be very excited. I mean, a lot of days off. They go out there, they get their seventh win in a row. I will be jacked. I will be with Rothman. Rothman is a guy who has a great non nonprofit called Hockey for Hounds. He is an awesome guy. He's a big hockey fan, very close to Torts. It, it just seems right for the Jackets to get a win tomorrow in the Kraft Mac and Cheese Bowl. I would love to see it. Anderson's getting healthy, even though he has been in a lot of trade rumors, and I I think that would be a good piece for the Jackets to trade. Uh, but if if the Jackets don't trade him and they keep Anderson around, I think he has a lot of potential to get really hot this year. I mean, he has been he's been cold, so it's not like playing him he can get much worse for the way that he has been for the Jackets. But you plug him back into the lineup soon. I don't think he's playing tomorrow. I'm pretty sure he's actually benched. Um, but it as soon as they plug him into the lineup, either Sunday, the, the game after, which is when they play Montreal, that could be a very good thing for the Jackets. So I'm excited to see how this team comes out after break. Uh, hopefully you get Corpy starting to work back in very soon. I, I don't know the exact update on that, but I do know Elvis is a rock star right now. He's got t-shirts being made all about him, and he has taken Columbus by its gonads, and they are in the palm of his hands. And he's loving every minute of it. And his little Kavapu, his little dog, uh, I'm pretty sure it's it's Toby. Um, little cute guy. I mean, I absolutely love the little guy. I think he is way cooler than Rizzy. He seems a lot, like, just better smelling. Like, Rizzy kind of just seems like that dog. Of course, our Timmy Panarin's dog. Rizzy seems like that kind of dog is that when he opens his mouth, like, his breath just kind of stinks. Like, let's just be honest. Rizzy's a cute little guy. I love to see him run around, and I'll give him all the struggles in the world. But I'm just saying, if we are comparing dogs, if this is the Puffy Bowl, the pup, the pup, the Puffy Bowl, it what is the Seattle? If this is the Puppy Bowl, I'm giving the edge to Toby. Um, I think that's I think that's Elvis's dog's name. Not for sure. It's a little cockapoo though. It's freaking cute as nuts. Um, I'm giving the edge to him, and I'm gonna give the edge to the Jackets tomorrow. I think they come out. I think Buffalo is a weak team. All they really have is Jack Eichel. Uh, I did just see that Jack Eichel got bumped up to a 91 in the NHL 20 ratings. Uh, That's pretty good. There was only a few lists of guys that were in the 90s. Ovi, McKinnon, Kaner, Sidney Crosby, McDavid. Uh, Those were the list of guys at the beginning of the year. And a few others. I, that's that's an elite group to be in. 
And I think a lot of people take a lot of a pride. I do think these players take pride in their NHL 20 ratings. I mean, Artemi Panarin tweeted out when he got ranked in 89, like how like he his goal was to try to be in the 90s next year. Well, buddy, you didn't have to wait to next year. You've played so freaking good this year that you got bumped up to 91 as well. So there, there's two players that got their rankings boosted a little bit. You love to see that. If you're fans of those players, if you're fans of fantasy hockey, bada boom, bada bing, there you go. All right, let's get to the gambling part of this episode. I'm um, doing this episode by myself here. Man, has it been a grind to get to just a half an hour of talking but I found a way to do it I'm very proud of myself and I'm just going to talk a little bit about gambling I just want to say Jake the Snake I love the guy the man gambles every day he is a certified gambler but I mean he he had he had a bad go for it in his very first outing with us uh, the game that he did win this past Monday he did have the Caps beating Montreal. I'll give him credit for that, even though he didn't realize that Ovi wasn't playing the game. I, I will give him credit for that one. But he was very confident in the Predators being the Leafs. That did not happen. The Leafs came out, they beat the Preds. And then he was also confident in Tampa Bay beating Dallas. That also did not happen. Dallas did beat Tampa Bay. I think those are the only three games he bet on hockey-wise. He's taking the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and he's taking the over in the Demi Lovato National Anthem as his prop bet. Uh, I, this weekend, will tell you that Sunday is a very interesting day for gambling because it is the Super Bowl, obviously. So, a lot on the line there. I think it is by far, I, I think every sports fan Regardless of those, and I do know them, those like, oh my god, I don't watch sports like, I don't watch football, I don't watch basketball, I don't watch baseball, I don't watch golf, like, hockey is the only sport that I care about, the Blue Jackets are the only team that matter, why don't the Blue Jackets get more coverage? I Listen, those people are all over the city of Columbus, and I'll tell you what, those people are going to be watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, everybody's watching the Super Bowl, I don't know which way to lean on this. Uh, I think I'm going to take, if, if I'm taking the game, I'm taking San Francisco money line and I'm taking the under. I think the under set at 55 or, at, at, or the over under sitting at 55. I'm taking, I'm taking the under in that one. I don't know why. I just think it's a good payout. I think because most of the country ate like 85 or like 90% of the country is taking the over in the game. I think I'm going to go opposite. I just got a feeling that Going the opposite's the way to go, so I'm going to take the under, under 55. Uh, a prop bet that I was looking at that does involve hockey is um, you trying to predict who is going to have, which which one of these is, going, is there going to be more of? Hits that Alex Ovechkin has against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday or total TDs by the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. If you think that Alex Ovechkin hits against the Penguins on Sunday, he's going to have more. <clears throat> you put $100 down, you're going to get 130 back. Uh, if you think that total TDs by San Francisco in the Super Bowl is going to have more of, you put $100 down and you get $110 back. So some interesting bets there. I really like, I, this is a tough one for me. 
Uh, but because I'm betting the under, I'm going to think that Alex Ovechkin gets more hits against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday. And the only reason I think this is because, first of all, I I was looking at Alex Ovechkin hits per game this year. I didn't realize this exactly. But this is going to be the first time that Pittsburgh and Washington have played this season. That That's mind-boggling to me because they are what I think the biggest rivalry in the Metropolitan Division, and they haven't even played each other yet. So that means that they're going to be seeing each other a whole lot here in the last stretch of the season because, I mean, every team plays another Metropolitan team at least like three to four times. So uh, that there should be a lot of those games coming up. But, I mean, I, I just want to say that in the games against Pittsburgh last year, he had eight hits in one game, six hits in one game, three hits in one game, and uh, two hits in another game. So eight, six, three, and two. So I don't know what that. What does that? What does that even average out to? Let's let's do some quick math. Five plus six is eleven. Nineteen divided by two. That's like that's like three, like a little around three, little less than four hits game. And I'll tell you what. It's the first one against Pittsburgh. I I think I think I like I think I like Alex Ovechkin getting more hits in this one. I think that's gonna be a really fun one to root for. Hoping that he, you know, buzzes around and hits. And you know, for some of you that are really taking the Chiefs in this one, you're gonna be rooting for the Chiefs anyway. So root for that defense, man. Root for those guys, the Honey Badger, Frank Clark, all those dudes. Hopefully, going off for you. So. There you go. There's your little gambling section for the day. I hope that sets you up straight. I hope that gets you amped, gets you juiced for what is going to be a very good Super Bowl. Listen, I think San Francisco. I think people, I love that people are all on Patrick Mahomes. And I really like Patrick Mahomes too. I think he's a baller. I think he is going to end up, hopefully, by the time his career is over, being one of those generational quarterbacks that we talk about in the conversation of Brady, Manning, Favre, Breeze, Rodgers, Wilson. I think he'll be amongst all those names by the time he's said and done. Uh, and I think he will have a Super Bowl in his career. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, the San Francisco team is really good. The San Francisco team is really good. They have a top two defense in the league. Top two defenses historically have played very, very well in the Super Bowl. And, you know, if there's one thing that I will say is people think that this game between San Francisco and Kansas City is a, is a toss-up. Well, people also thought that San Francisco and Green Bay were a toss-up. But people were giving the edge to Green Bay. Green, Green Bay. People were giving the edge to Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, people are giving the edge to Kansas City in this one because of Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll let you think about that one. I'll, I'll let you spin that one in your noodles, but San Francisco put a beating on Green Bay and San Francisco's really put a beating on teams where Kansas City has kind of made some mistakes early in games. Granted, they've certainly came back from those mistakes, mistakes and looked great on offense, but let's be honest, Houston and Tennessee, not the exact AFC powerhouses in the league, like, like what um like what san francisco you know is so i'll let you spend that one of your noodles let you think about that one i will say that uh being with the man anthony rothman every time we see a dog that man is just like 
he's always looking at it with googly eyes saying cute cute guy you know cute cute gal cute cute little girl uh i love anthony for that he's an awesome guy been a great guy to work with all week um i love football i love hockey this has been awesome the jackets are back tomorrow or by if you're by the time you listen to this today i hope uh, to today i hope you don't uh listen to this too much with me talking about the buffalo game before you already know what happens the jackets also play montreal on sunday so boom you move quickly to that you can watch the jackets play against montreal on sunday and then roll right into the super bowl so what a great weekend for sports what a what a great time to have the jackets back they are back in house on tuesday it's awesome i'm telling everybody about it and i'm especially especially telling my pillows my water bottles, my cats, my fish, my lamps, um, my shoes, my pants, my bathing suits, my towels, my coffee cups, my suitcases, my fire alarms, my fire departments, my police and chiefs, my chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, and my good friend that I have in my contact, Super Chief, aka Thomas Barfly, who does in fact own a dog which in case you should tell to go listen to hockey dudes yeah so tell your dog